This is Brian, and I support Fulham FC, and I just did a podcast with a gooner and a toffee who know fucking nothing about football. You have been listening to the DU Football Show. Still very rude. Yeah, not very Fulhamish of him, is it? No, not at all. You know, and the problem was he did it afterwards, so he said you have had, no, you are right now. Currently, yeah. Listen to the show. Absolutely. You know, but hey, they they gave us a lot more than a charcuterie board. It was pretty great. (laughs) Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is Mr. Samuel Graham, my co-host. How you doing, buddy? Doing okay. How are you? you? Hang in there, buddy. I'm trying. I'm trying desperately. And on the ones and twos, maybe somebody with a little more pep in her step, uh... Producer Mel, how you doing? I am living my claret and blue bestness. Uh, well, you better be careful. We're going to be talking about another claret and blue <laughs> today. So. I think I'm aware of that. <laughs> I, th- we- I think, sorry, uh, maybe Pep in one step over there. I'm sorry. OG claret and blue <laughs> army over here, y'all. Oh, one stepper. Yeah, well. Her foot's all banged up. It was, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of day yesterday. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. I tell you, I'm still working on the uh, ins and outs there because uh, I forgot to also mention we are live every Monday as well and all that it's stuff. preseason it's it's preseason it's the preseason we're still working our way through it but you know what else you can do you can zoom your happy ass in yes you can which is the case that we have today we have our good buddy brett with us brett how have you been man would be good if he had volume he got it okay. you know, uh, oh i'm doing brilliant thanks for uh thanks for having me excellent why don't you tell everybody who you support the actual OG Claret and Blue, the, uh, the, the Burnley, um, the Super Burnley. Very good. Now, you know, it was a great year for them. They win the championship. On the final day, they get to watch their arch nemesis, Blackburn, go out in glorious fashion. Still got one more Premier League title than them do, don't they? <laughs> Sam and myself work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, what are we drinking today? Water. <laughs> water. Now, uh, God's water, actually. We have George Dickel, uh, Tennessee uh, Whiskey Bottle and Bond. Um, Hunter Proof, of course, because it's bottle and bond. I think this one is four years. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, number one. Number from one the, a couple of years ago, the, yeah. Uh, the 2020 list yes. of Whiskey Advocate. Yeah, it d- delicious. It's just solid bourbon. You just can't. Yeah, you just can't beat it. Really, it's it's you know you know exactly what you're gonna get. It's just a good glass of whiskey. 
perfectly. Except it's Tennessee whiskey, not yeah. bourbon. Perfect, perfectly yeah. executed bottle of whiskey right there. That's exactly what it is. Um, in fact, uh, going to the OG, I know everybody really loved the Jack 10 from two years ago. I really like the Jack 10 too. I think that this it's is good. Better. Yeah, this I is think better this than is better. that, in my opinion. Although I think it was number two. I think number two Dewar's 21 was better than this last that, that year in yeah. 2020. But that's just an old personal opinion. Brett, you are also following suit as well and drinking too. So why don't you tell us about what you got today? Yeah, I, uh, I'm drinking uh, Vikra Distillery's Boreal Spruce Gin. Um, it's a little distillery right here in the Bay. Vikra means people of the Bay. Um, and it's uh, in Norwegian and it's run by uh, two Norwegians mm-hmm. um, that settled here in Duluth, Minnesota. It's wonderful. Um, I'm drinking a lovely gin and tonic with uh, some rhubarb and strawberries from the backyard that I uh, created into a simple syrup. So You uh, are yeah, talking uh, producer Mel's language. Yes. I mean, we're all G&T junkies, but that young lady over there really likes herself some rhubarb. Well, that is for darn and, and sure. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I just say, you know, you talk OG water of life and all that. Uh, Vikra puts out an amazing aquavit um, if you've never... Huh. Never had that. Okay. And that is uh it's it's literally up to try to find it. And it'll knock on your it'll knock on your knock on your butt and all oh. that chocolate. It's yeah, great. you can't you can't be a Scandinavian uh, based company and right? not have an heritage would not yeah. have an aquavit. You know, that's every when you were out in Iceland, tons of aquavit. Right? Oh yeah. And I uh I actually sell one mm-hmm. um an aquavit. They do both a Danish style and a Swedish style. Oh fun. Very yeah. cool. It's called Svol. Ah. Love it. All right. Well, then, I think hey. it's like the Scandi version of Prost. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Graham, what should everybody make sure they do? Uh, always remember to drink responsibly and find a discount code for liquid IV somewhere. <laughs> Let's get into it, kids. Cheers. Cheers. All right. I got to tell you, and I the professional over here with Brett. Fucking professional, man. I love it. He's cheers on the camera and everything. It's, Spot it's on. This is going to be a really, really fun club to talk about. Because you want to talk about a club that had an utter and complete change in every aspect of how they were. It was Burnley, right? Yeah. So before we get to it, we've had you on the show a bunch of times, but we never really had. It's always been the 20 for 20. Because Burnley was always in the league. Or when you got relegated. We never did a, hey, this is Burnley. And just talk about you getting into Burnley. So right off the jump, go ahead and tell us your history with the club and what made you fall in love with Burnley. Yeah, absolutely. It is a very long and convoluted story that anyone who is drinking does not want to hear. So I'm going to sum it up. The long story is has to do with uh, a potential master's in Icelandic studies. Um, the short story, the short story has to do with finding a team that really fit the ethos of what I believed good sport was. And that was culture eats strategy for breakfast kind of thing, right? If, if you have a team that'll play for each other, um, put sweat on the shirt, uh, that will be the most intense strategy you could ever, you could ever sum up. Right. Um, and I remember researching teams and besides the Icelandic connection, which from Johan Berg Goodmanson, uh, which is part of that initial mm-hmm. draw as I found it. Um, really it was, a team with a net spend, a net transfer spend of a million pounds 
beating teams like Manchester City and Chelsea and Manchester United and, you know, as they say, shithousing 1-0 victories here and there and just doing it and really throwing their body on the line. It wasn't pretty football, um, but it was tough football. And honestly, um, something about a middle town, in Northwest England, um, not a lot of money still owned by people in the town really resonated with me mm-hmm. and made me fall in love. So I, I drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak on that and been following them ever since. Fantastic. Always helps too, you know, for, especially people from Wisconsin, uh-huh. it's quite cold. They have a long tradition of, you know, with the Packers and everything of being mm-hmm. outside with their shirts off. <laughs> I thought that was pretty much what you were going to say is seeing Sean Dyche topless and the, uh, <laughs> freezing cold because he's the hardest motherfucker around that's true that that, that, uh, that that picture of him or that gif of him smiling with the snow coming down yeah. before tottenham uh, is beautiful he it's looking beautiful. like he eat oh earthworm that's yeah 100 100 like. um yeah so burnley from 2009 to 2021 went from yo-yo club to comfortably safe to european competitors to relegation mostly under the watch of the aforementioned sean dyche yep uh, what was the transition like for you as a supporter with the end of the Dice era? Was it happy to get food back in the canteen instead of just worms? Was it, you know, <laughs> clothes are not no longer optional? Uh, that must have been nice as well. <laughs> you know, uh, to be completely honest, um, I felt like I went through the stages of grief. Uh, you know, something that, you know, a manager that's been around for almost 10 years, it, it literally, you know, the training ground, everything, it's kind of his idea, reinventing the, the signs on the walls, leg, hearts, mind. That's what Burnley Football Club is. Those are all dice things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you're so, talking to both of us who had, you know, the two longest running Premier League managers in the, mm-hmm. in the country yeah. for a, a, a while. The People's Club. Coined by yeah. David Moyes. Yep. Like, that's just, I, I get so you So we very fully much. understand that. I mean, in our transition with, you know, losing Arsene Wenger was, you know, very hard. I felt the same exact way. Hmm. Yeah. No, it, it was, yeah. So first it was disbelief. I And especially, it was just like this little tweet. By the way, Sean Dice has been relieved of his duties. So is the staff. Mike yeah. Jackson's going to take over. All right, who the, who the hell is Mike Jackson? You know, like mm-hmm. figuring out he was like from the U twenty one setup, and um, I I'm I'm forgetting this now. I think he, he like managed Shrewsbury Town, or um, I've written it down somewhere. But definitely so ready worried. for the Premier League. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. At one point, he managed Shrewsbury Town. At some point, I think, or that was some a, lower league team. That was a thriller but, yeah. of the last five games of the season. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, it was. Yeah, I, hear you, Michael. I, I went to <laughs> elation, right? We we beat Watford, and I, I couldn't I couldn't believe what happened, and then just absolute utter. I you know I felt like the world was just over devastation. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's, you <laughs> Fuck, know, I got to subscribe to ESPN Plus now too. Damn it. When you're talking, you're talking about the um, you know, the different stages of grief. It's like you also got to be like angry. It's like. Sean, you were so fucking stubborn in your ways. Like, why couldn't you change just a little? Why couldn't you mix it up? A, like, why are we here? We shouldn't be here, you know? You know, honestly, there there was some of that. But I think anyone who was watching the football closely could see that they went from a rigid 4-4-2 to a high-pressing team. 
And, and, and so you saw him change things. Every time we played Man City, he just literally threw Play-Doh at the wall and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there, was, there was some serious frustration, um, it, but not just to Dice. It was also to the former, former owners. It was too little too late. We, we literally had a transfer window before like the, we had a transfer window before the takeover happened. That was Dale Stevens from Brighton and Will Norris from Wolves. Will Norris was like a a league two keeper and Dale Stevens was like a 34 year old way past it. Right. And that was, it's because they were padding the the club's coffers for a leverage takeover. Right. I mean, so I was frustrated more at that than, necessarily Daesh, but also Daesh is stubborn dinosaur. Well, we're going to go ahead and get to that uh, about the ownership here in a second, but let's go ahead and talk about where just everything changed drastically. And it does go hand in hand with the ownership change as well. But with the appointment of uh, former Manchester city captain, Vincent company, and just a change of philosophy and like, how did this just change? It was like, okay, this is who we are as a club. No, we're now this and just completely turned around and went a completely different direction. Yeah. Um, it, I, I know I, I probably keep keep saying similar things. It's unreal. It's absolutely unreal um, to have fanfare around the club. That's not negative. Uh, it's not someone flying like a, you know, the White Lives Matter banner over right. there. You know, the I Indiana remember that Something one. like that. It's something that's actually catching headlines for a good reason. Um, And it's kind of hard not to have a complete transformation of a club when 16, like first team players essentially leave. Um, We literally had less than a full, like full 11 uh, to put out when, when company came in. Ben me, Tarkovsky, um, Pope, um, McNeil, Cornette, yeah, yeah. like yeah. just everybody was gone. I mean, uh, yeah, every sale, sellable asset was sold. Uh, everyone who was surplus to requirements was out the door, and there wasn't even a conversation about it. Um, it was, it was that was kind of hard to see too because long serving folks just, just gone, absolutely gone. Um, and it really, really turned into, um, allowing a company to do what company did at Anderlecht, which was bring in really, really talented youngsters and just let them go. Like, and, and company is a Guardiola disciple. So it's mm-hmm. totally pet ball. We got inverted wing backs and that's the only, like I hate to say, it's the only way he knows how to play is, is kind of, I don't want to say new school, but it, it, it it's, it is. It's, 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 let's just say it's, it's, it's football was. that is now the norm of play. Say, let's say that it's a bit more advanced than Sean Dyche's tactics. <laughs> yes, that it is. Let's say it that way. <laughs> we, we can say that. We can say that. <laughs> you know, it is a lot easier. Also, it's a lot easier to bring players in when the gravitational head of your uh, gravitational pull of your forehead is that strong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to get there. Um, it's, but let's uh, just so, pulling them in from everywhere. <laughs> that's right. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> It's a they, big forehead. 
it's no Julian Lescott, okay? <laughs> yeah. There was a rumor. There was a rumor that they had to get bigger hats at the at the store for the company. Not surprising. No, not at all. <laughs> um, so we've mentioned it uh, a little bit already, but let's get into the new ownership group, uh, an American-based yeah. company, ALK Capital. Um, what changes have they brought to the club? What have they done besides finding someone in the complete opposite of Sean Dyche? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Complete modernization. Um, we are playing 100% money ball. Um, they brought in, uh, so they almost like the, purchased- almost like the Brentford model in, in that way then. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much so. Um, but this one's actually tied with Chelsea FC. So they, they purchased, um, at the same time they purchased Burnley football club. They also purchased AI scout and player lens. AI scout is literally where you can go out in your backyard, your garden, anywhere in the world. And you can do drills and have your phone set up. And those, that, that camera will record and bring in stats and give in information and will unlock trials for clubs in the Prem, in the Philippines, everywhere. And you can continue to do those trials. We actually have our first player from those trials literally just came in, um, uh, is a youngster and he's, he played in the friendly and, and he was good. Um, huh. and so there's that. And then player lens, which is, um, axing, uh, agents out of it. It's allowing players to be their own agents in a sense and getting rid of the middleman to like cut money out of it. Um, besides that, uh, tons of new investment. You see JJ Watt, big boy, JJ Watt yeah. mm-hmm. is like a new face of it. Uh, the club. And I love that he just went on a pub crawl. I, well, went on a pub call. I also just like how he's denying that he was ever a Chelsea supporter when he was on uh, EPL mornings for like two straight <laughs> years, screaming about how much he loved Chelsea. Suddenly he's clear eyed and blue. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's uh, it, it, but there, there's there's a serious buzz around the club. They've even got um, they've even created like something to do with. Um, blockchain technology for ticketing. And I mean, when I say complete modernization of the club, I mean, from, from bottom to top Uh, and our transfer videos have become amazing. Awesome. Marketing teams getting it done as well. It's, it's interesting because you think of it, it's like Burnley's one of the originals. Like they're one of the Mm -hmm. oldest clubs to play football. They're one of the first professional clubs and, Mm -hmm. and, they still looked like that when they went down. They still yeah. looked like that team where you're just like, well, they're probably going to go to the championship and hang out with Birmingham City and Blackburn and just kind of revel in mediocrity and for a like, while. But they like, rebuilt so quickly. And it's insane because uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. We already said it last week on the on the uh, Sheffield show. The fucking freight train. That was Burnley, 101 points, dare I say Man City-esque, and a plus 52 goal differential. Which This is not your father's Burnley what's, anymore. What's, in, what's important about the goal difference I want to mention before I let you answer is that is more goals than they scored under Sean Dyche. Yeah. Period. Yes. And that's just in the goal differential. I, it's just, I mean, I... I you know, when we talk about all the new clubs and we want to kind of promote it all, like, this is a really fucking fun one to talk about. Like, this is like, this is what you hope 
new ownership, new stewards of the club do. And this is a perfect example of it. So please tell us all about the season, what it was like for you. Yeah, I remember watching the first game against Huddersfield Town with like tons of nervousness. I watched some of the preseason matches and what I could get my hands on, but it's, it's really hard for teams in the championship to watch them over here. And in that, you want to talk about more goals in, in a tenure. We had more passes. We completed more passes in the Huddersfield match than in any other match in Sean Dyche's 10-year tenure. First match. One, first match. First match. Uh, still a 1-0. Um, it, it, still 1-0. It, <laughs> like a little it, nod to the past. A little yeah. nod to the well, past no, there. It's like we, we could have school. pumped them, I felt like, but it was just it was yeah. a 1-0. Um, yeah, and, and from that moment, it started a little slow. There were a few draws, but... I mean, honestly, the uh, we lost to Watford kind of in the beginning. And after that one loss, I, you know, it was just, you know, we went. Uh, it was like a switch we got went, flicked all of a sudden. Is that yeah. like maybe a little wake-up call or something early on? And then you just no, didn't stop. It, 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 we, 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 marched, we marched the whole thing. We had a, a little blip, a 5-2 loss to Sheffield United. And then there at the end, we lost to QPR. Um, but – I've never seen us dominate teams on the ball. And, and, and like I said, I almost had an aneurysm when I watched us. I, 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 I couldn't believe that. Why is my, why is my left back in the opposing teams? 18 yard box. Like why? Yeah. Like wh- what's going And then that left back <laughs> scored, you know, like w- what is going on? Um, what was it? Yeah, you it was, wrapped up the league with seven weeks left or six weeks left. Yeah, um, yeah, know, which we is still in championship. Remember, in the championship, that's still four hundred games left to play. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was that's ridiculously like that. early to win um, it. You know, it was my first season ever watching us play the Bastard Rovers, Blackburn Rovers, mm-hmm. and um, that was unreal. I have never been more nervous for a match uh, in my entire life, and that that it was just so interesting. The build up, every like people I was talking to were sick. They felt mm-hmm. like they were going to throw up. Um, man, there were helicopter police above. There were people being bust in it. You know, it was a proper Derby. Oh yeah. And, and, um, and you guys haven't played each other in forever. So the tensions yeah, are going to be high. It's going to be uh, a little feisty. Yeah. And then three Oh baby that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was watching Ashley Barnes just boss over Tom Kaminsky uh, in goal after he scores, just throws him into the net. And then tell him making it three nil, and then throwing up three zero right into the Blackburn oh. defender's face. It's beautiful. Pretty, I, I, pretty you know, brilliant. Um, it, it, I'm uh, in comparison to watching them in the EPL. This was the most fun season I've I've ever watched. And you know um, what was also funny? I think it was the QPR loss where they had already wrapped up the title, and they're they're interviewing company, and they're like, "Are you dialing it in? Like, are you?" And he's like. He's like, because he played a bunch of kids, and he was like, "No, I want to see who's good enough to play in the Premier League next year." That's yeah, what, I'm, my players are playing for position right now, and it was a, like, "Oh, damn!" I think that's probably the biggest change, just in general, is somebody that has that experience that is still obviously hungry. I mean, a lot of times we've seen it with Lampard and Gerrard, especially, but players that go almost immediately into management right after their career. Um, aren't really good yet. They don't no. have that maturity, but 
Vincent Company seems to have his feet firmly on the ground, has a great idea of what he wants to do, and it's really no, you know, secret, you know, that all of the and even Arteta, these are all people that coach that played or coached under Pep, Pep. and that's the key to it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a, a few of, of Alex Ferguson's previous uh, assistants went on to do things um, as well. But hey, same thing with uh, I Patrick, haven't seen Patrick Vieira was uh, was a pep disciple as well. And mm-hmm. I, I still claim I think he was unjustly let go from from Palace. That's I true. still think he should That's have true. kept his job. I don't think it was. I think it was the schedule and not him. That was why Palace was sinking. Right. But the but you're you're right. Like you're looking at what's the common denominator of the young it, it's pep. It absolutely is pep. It seems to be that that uh if you would take an example from uh, NFL, the Bill Walsh pipeline of coaches is yeah. what it seems almost like. And well well, can I can I tell you something that's really, really interesting? Just this this gave me so much insight into the difference between Dyche and Pep. I remember hearing an interview, a masterclass that Sean Dyche put out after um, after being sacked and whatever. And he talks about that 3-0 or 3-1 or whatever win against Chelsea. That and opened that season. It was 3-0's yeah. first game of the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, go, he talks about going in to the locker room and talking to Ian Wong and going – I don't know. I don't know what the hell to do. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this. Like I wasn't, I, we, we like, we don't, we don't know. We were not prepared for three, nothing. And then I go to a, a Vincent company. I watched Scott Twine, who we picked up from MK Don's last season, a brilliant footballer, by the way, I watched him um, give a podcast episode for like life of a kit man or something. Mm-hmm. And he was talking, he was talking about in, in, the preparation that they did for a match companies there like 14 hours a day, right? Like each day getting ready for a match and literally every single match has hours and hours of game film for them to watch and to notice. And he's instructing them. Okay. When we go one Oh up, this is what's going to happen. If we go one, one, this is what's going to happen. You're going to move here. And everything is a tactical adjustment based on how the game is moving forward, how the match is moving forward. And I mean, it, it, it he literally said, we literally won games before they started. It, it, he's like, it, we just literally walked and did what he said to do. And we won, yeah. and, which is unreal. Well, that's like Jose used to have that. Mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho used to do that, where he would go, we're going to go 1-0 down somewhere around the 28th minute. And it'd be like 26 minutes in, they would score. Yeah. And it's like, shit. Like, how the <laughs> fuck did he do that? Man's a damn <laughs> genius. Yeah. Like, how is it's he wild. This big yeah. of, a of course, this was back genius Mourinho, not <laughs> lunatic Mourinho that there is now. But, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, lunatic Mourinho wins uh, trophies that he doesn't care about until he wins them, and then they're story. And then wonderful they're the trophies. best trophy ever. Yeah, <laughs> that time he included the community shield as part of a treble. Yes, yes, yeah. weirdo. That is how he rolls. <laughs> Absolutely weird. So we've we've already talked uh, about them a, a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but your biggest rival, I'm assuming, is Blackburn, which is why you took so much joy in in demolishing them three now. Oh, yeah, um, we did what, the devil. You know what? The, what does that rivalry stem from? Is that just a proximity thing? Uh, in this case, or have you been wronged in some way by Blackburn Rovers? <laughs> well, I think I think the existence of Blackburn fans wrongs me, but but <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, 
Well, it's, it's proximity. It's proximity. These are two mill towns uh, okay. right down the M65 from one another. Real close in proximity. 20, 30 minutes in between each other. Um, yeah, so it's, it's always been a local mill town derby. Uh, derby. Um, and, you know, Blackburn sprouted up around the time that Burnley did, you know, Burnley was a founding mm-hmm. member. Blackburn was not far behind them. Same thing with uh, the Knobenders, Preston North End. Mm-hmm. Um, all kind of, which is also another rival. Um, but but really, it's um, it's really dangerous. Like I said, they're, they're like busting, busting te- like not only busting the team, but busting fans in. Um, they block off the streets, so only home fans are coming in one way. Away fans are coming another beautiful thing happened this time when we gave them full allotment when they came to us, they gave us a super reduced allotment, right? And this is the big match. It's the local mm-hmm. Derby. They didn't even fill three quarters of their stadium. Um, oh, that's perfect. They're, they're, they're in a, they're in a bad way right now. And we won the league. At Blackburn, you know, we, we won the championship title at Blackburn. Um, and I love it. It's just sad that not more, more of the fans can be there, but, um, it's a long rivalry. Um, yes, they have won a premier league title. <laughs> they, they, yes. Be clear. But they we, bought we, a we, premier league title. To be clear, Still a w. <laughs> we, we, we have, we've won the first division several times, you know, yep. so it's, it's, it, 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 there's a little back and forth there, and, and we're we, definitely we, on the up. And they don't have a pot to piss them right now. Are they, are they still two. Um, Brett? Brett Everton has two, but you and I collectively have exactly <laughs> zero Premier League titles, so we shouldn't be too uh, too just puffy about that one. Um, <laughs> I do. I do have uh, one question. Then there's going to be a little bit of a follow up as far as uh, rivalries go. How much after you have already wrapped up the league, right? How much did you enjoy? watching the epic implosion of Blackburn on the final day. They're up 3-0. It's over. It's over. They're in the playoffs. Lose 4-3 in the second half. Like, just utter and complete implosion of that club. I mean, you couldn't have written. Sorry. That's key. Oh, fuck. (laughs) That's pretty good producing. It is perfectly okay. That's We've got pretty good Big producing. B, Big B likes to start no, barking right. a ton too. And he's actually brilliant producing from you, Melda. Go ahead and hit the woe to fuck button right on time. That was pretty good. Uh, so good. So good. Okay. Anyway, so the long story, the long story short, um, beautiful to watch. An implosion could not have happened to a better team. Um, and you know what? That's just that's just John Dale Thompson. Man, that man. Um, not I don't know if you looked at the stats, and you, you may have seen it, but they only came every time they've gone down, they only came back to get like rescue points from the match mm-hmm. one time, two times. Um, but they also just couldn't hold on to games. Millwall is a good team though. Um, it, it was, uh, it, oh, it was just beautiful. It yeah. was just beautiful. And by the way, shout out to Luton. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm absolutely I'm like, buzzing I'm for him. I can't wait. Yeah. I, uh, uh, but just complete Murphy's law. 
got a fucking Luton fan in Maryland that now follows the show on Twitter. Of course, after we do the fucking Luton show, we get a goddamn Luton person. No. You know what? You know what? Unsubscribe. <laughs> no, we, we want him in there. The we, one guy, no, because you, you fucked still it. Still no, need them for was, the twenty for twenty, right? Because there was another guy that didn't answer my emails. This guy found us, so yes, welcome in, embrace. We like this. <laughs> so now that you're back up in the Premier League, uh, with proximity, who's going to basically be your rival up here? What, what would I mean? It's obviously not a derby, but what's going to give you that derby atmosphere in the Prem? Well, I would have said Leeds United, um, but but they're down. That's a, that's a proximity thing. And they got yeah, relegated a second time. Did you see that from the summer tour? They <laughs> <laughs> get relegated twice in three weeks. Oh yeah, that was so beautiful. Uh, that was idiots. so beautiful. Oh, um, yeah, I, I'd probably have to say um, what's going to feel like a derby in a weird way is Everton. Mm-hmm. To be completely oh, honest, absolutely, one hundred percent. The Sean Dice Derby. Dice, if Dice is still in management at that point, Everton it's, are a little it's true. Uh, it's true. happy. Yeah. Um, but I think really uh, my favorite my favorite match to watch um, is always Manchester United. It's mm-hmm. it's very close in proximity, and there's actually per capita more Burnley fans in Manchester than Manchester United fans. So I, um, that tracks. they did like, it's, it's, it's actually pretty freaking wonky. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, I love it. So man, you, I, I would say, and yeah, well, yeah, yeah, man. You. Before, before we get off the rivalries real quick, I mm-hmm. do want to hone in on one, on one particular thing because it's happened to us twice. Uh-huh. Winning that title at your rival stadium is the fucking sweetest thing. Oh ever. my god! Yes, oh my it is god. the sweetest thing you get to ever. Celebrate in front of their fans. We've won the Premier League twice at Spurs. It's fucking brilliant. The biggest <laughs> gut stab ever for the other team. They're just like, I hate you. Uh-huh. And fuck you for winning the title and here. <laughs> fuck you. The one, the one, the first time we did it, they. I'm sorry. Now the second time we did it. Uh, they had planned on like just get the fuck off the field. We're not, you know, yeah. entertaining this. We're not doing anything. And then I can't remember what happened. Something happened that was like Henri and Vieira felt that it was uh, untoward. You know what was going on. So oh, like, fans, fuck that. You're, oh, we're fans, celebrating. You're gonna fuck off. Yeah. Great, we're gonna fuck off in we're the middle of your field. One hundred percent. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah. um, I, uh, it's just such a good feeling. And that's it's such a special thing. It's such a rare thing to happen. But that's such a special uh, thing, and it, you can't you can't beat it. Yeah. it, it I was literally riding a high for a week, and not only that, but I remember when the celebrations were going on. You know, uh, Josh Brownhill, who's maestro in the midfield for us, mm-hmm. he he took one of the blow up trophies because they didn't have you know we didn't have the church. He took one of those blow up trophies and just went over to the Blackbird side and just started lifting it. <laughs> and, and and people started throwing bottles and money and all this and he just kept going and company had to like no 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 like don't like like smacked him upside the head stop it stop you know like it is well documented um, we live for shithousery on that oh, 100%. Wow. show even when it happens against so us we live for shithousery 100% is um uh, is is blackburn still just as a side note is blackburn still owned by that indian chicken family they are the they Yankees. are the Vinay- yeah yeah, yeah. They own a chicken Yankees. company. And that's right now. Bi- big discussion right now is that it, like this Indian chicken company is like pulling their money. They they have to cut 
like outside expenditures um, and Blackburn's investment is some of that. So, uh, damn. And so. they went hard the last two, three seasons. They have gone very, very hard. They've had a very decent sellable asset. Um, uh, Diaz, it's a hyphenated name. They're striker. Yeah, Brereton Diaz. Yeah, yeah, he just went on a free. <clears throat> that was a big mistake on who, their part. Who'd, who did he end up going to? I didn't see. Uh, it's a team in La Liga. Yeah. Um, because obviously, because he's Chilean, don't you, yeah. know, the, you know? like The well-trodden <laughs> yeah, path right. from Blackburn to <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I think it, yeah anyway. <laughs> but, but with that, you, you think of it like that was a very sellable asset that I know my club was in for him and was offering 25 million, like, and getting shot down because yeah. Blackburn was dead set on getting there. They were going to get back to the Premier League. And sometimes when you try that hard, you spend that much expenditure. The next thing you know, you drop like a stone. You oh, see yeah. that happen a lot. Big time. Championship teams that end up in League One or League Two, it happens a lot more than you think because in the championship, you only got so much budget. You don't have a hundred million dollars coming to you from TV money. You just don't. Like no, it's it's you absolutely don't. It's tough. And speaking of that, the <laughs> other well trodden path that nobody knows about that uh-huh. I love is the Portsmouth Real Madrid connection. <laughs> <laughs> They've done like seven or eight pieces of business between the two clubs. It's such a weird thing. That is the weirdest. Like thing. Strange. Madrid um, and Pompey. So amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we have to ask a question. This is obviously the most important question of the entire episode. That's what I'm here for. So the EPL mornings when they were in L.A. and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning when they were recording live, there was a group of about like just eight stone-cold hotties. <laughs> that just all donned the claret and blue. And Absolute they were dumbs. on the TV everywhere. It was like, look at the hot chicks. They dig Birdly. And all of us are going... <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because this is the heart of Dice era. It's like those looky like supporters that should be supporters. <laughs> <laughs> are those young ladies still supporters of Burnley? And are they excited about the promotion back to the Premier League? You know what? They are so excited. Um, <laughs> oh God! You know, I it's it's so funny. There's not there's not a ton of us North American clarets. Um, there's not a ton of American clarets. Although there's several in the same town as me and like across the bridge. But I do have to tell you, um, sad sad to know they. They definitely gave away free free gear. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect. I suspect. Now I don't know this for sure. I suspect they may have been recipients. Hey, free, look! Uh, look! I know. I watched <laughs> Snoop take all of his jerseys and do a blind pull, and he ended up on Burnley. That's his club, right? And I know for certain Snoop is still all in on Burnley. I'm sure that's the case. Snoop, Snoop loves Burnley. It's true. Go, I, I share. I share that. I share that picture all the time. It's good. Absolutely well, fantastic. You know, healthy ground mm-hmm. usually has earthworms in it, right? So he right. knows that that's the plus, best place to grow weed in England. <laughs> is essentially what it that's, is. That's what it is. Because it's got him. healthy soil. Good, good lot of healthy earth, soil. Yeah, yeah that's and, definitely uh, the case. That's, that's absolutely And it. do you remember the Seinfeld episode uh, where George had the African um, nurse mm-hmm. for the guy that he was being a like a little brother to or whatever, yes. like spending time with the old people? Right, right. And uh, she doesn't speak a lick of English. And he just went up to her and said, I want to 
I want you to rub oil all over my bald head and rub it against your body or something like that. Uh-huh. And that's all I imagine is that these six hot girls from L.A. Like, I just want to rub oil all over Sean Dyche's head and, and rub it on my body. I, I also just assume that immediately, like, every <clears throat> single problematic Burnley person, because we kind of... St- talked about it before they're an old mill town let's just kind of call it it's it's a flyover state in england right you know it's kind of what it is right? that's the old hashtag brexit's quite strong in that in ben, that area ben me had to get on uh, national television to apologize for somebody being racist okay like yeah. those things and happen. you know the other thing is why ben me he's the most aryan looking one of everybody yeah. why are we putting him on so you know so here's- i also thought that i was like why but it's because he's club captain well, I, yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. That, I mean, that was together funny. but i was also like why not have like yeah anyway yeah yeah anyway i like, guarantee you, you. like right. a tottenham yeah, legend exactly and so well spoken like gone on tv many times no i, you got I guarantee you i guarantee you all those creepy Burnley supporters went, oh, let me go ahead and jump into those DMs, see what's up with wait, this young wait, lady. Wait, can I, can I tell you, Greg, can I tell you, I have actually learned about Burnley politics, and they, it, it, it is it is strikingly odd how progressive that town is. Huh, really? Um, Just none of the people. <laughs> There's a, there's a few there's you know there's a few I've actually interacted with that guy on uh, on Twitter and the guy that like purchased that white like and absolute ding dong like oh, of course I mean you know um, absolute <laughs> ding dong not yeah call, call anyway. it what it is it's a d back it's definitely a d back no doubt about it. Yeah, it's, it's just that area, just where it's situated in England. Yeah. The fact that it's, it is a mill town, a very working class town, and all that kind of stuff. It just it just lends itself to the jokes, obviously. <laughs> you no, know, it does, it does. But you, you, okay, total total aside. One of the reasons company decided to come was because of the politics of Burnley. Burnley's like super super uh, not like super super but pretty socialist on his uh he has he has this like conversation with gary lineker and um he goes into like how his mom raised him uh like and like turned him into this radical um radical political thinker it's it's freaking wild very cool it's it's nuts he's got a large enough brain to handle both politics and football a lot of forehead going on there (laughs) So much rivaling so Sadio Mane forehead again. <laughs> yeah. Still no Lescott. Still uh, Lescott forehead reminds me of um, if you ordered Vincent Company on Wish dot com. No, no, no. Remember the Simpsons baseball episode where Ken Griffey Jr. was <laughs> yeah. drinking all the time. Yeah, that is Julian Lescott's dome. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Alrighty, Mr. Graham, final question of the segment. Yes, uh, it's the big one, of course, the the actual big one. What are the expectations for the season, and where do you think you're going to finish? What is Burnley, and specifically Vincent Company, doing that's giving you full of confidence uh, that you'll probably finish in, uh, you know, eighth or ninth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You you meant seventh, and you meant that we're going to be uh, in the conference league. But that's yeah. besides the point. Um, yeah, I, here here's what I think. I I think company has a pretty revolutionary way of preparing players. As you know, we were back in preseason 
um, before any other team was back in preseason. So we took, we did, you know, we had four weeks off. We had a month off, came back for two weeks, then had a couple weeks off, came back for another two weeks. They have a couple days off and, and then, um, this week they go again. Um, just an incredible preseason tour. Uh, we played Genk over in Belgium. Then we played uh, Benfica, um, beat Benfica, lost 0-2 to two, uh, to Genk, beat Benfica 2-0, um, and then uh, lost. Oh, no. Uh, you drew. Drew, drew the hangover uh, specialist. Yeah. 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 Good old Batiste, um, the uh, right. hangover specialist. That's it. That's the reason um, why you yeah, drew him is because so, half the team was hung over that, that day. <laughs> had to be. <laughs> yeah. 100%. No, it, it, but, it, but um, it's been really encouraging. Uh, we've been super active in the transfer market. My expectation, um, I really don't think we're going to get relegated, um, but I don't think we're going to do like uh, Leeds United, Sheffield United, you know, first season back in the, I don't think we're going to super skyrocket. Help Fulham I this past season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Last season, absolutely. I, I, but I definitely don't think we're going to be in and amongst the bottom. I just think there are too many poor teams. And, you know, last season we beat the Bricks off Bournemouth 4 2. Um, and that gave me all I needed to see because we played their first team and we just took them to task. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, agreed. It's, um, the team is young, and I think there's going to be games where companies going to want to play his style, and there will be clubs that will absolutely kick the shit out of you because of it. But, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, or you know, or or a team that loves to counter, like say, like look at like a team like Tottenham. That'll be one of those games where you'd be like. We had the ball in their end the entire time, and we somehow lost four nothing on five shots. Well, it depends like if Bayern if Bayern <clears throat> finishes the 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 job in trying to get Harry Kane. I think Burnley might put Tottenham to the sword. <laughs> Very to be true. honest with you. So I think There's there that. will be some. Wait, I have I have nightmares of Hung Ming Son. Um, I have nightmares of that amazing solo goal. Oh just yeah, like forget he walked through us. So. Tottenham's never uh, a never fun memory uh, for me. And so. then you got to be careful yeah. with Liverpool too. The new mm-hmm. chat is yeah. uh, PSG need to offload him. Uh, Mbappe, Mbappe won't even speak to Al Hilal at all. Mm-hmm. Um, won't even entertain it. So there's talk about a, a potential loan move for a year somewhere, and Liverpool have thrown their name in the hat to try to get him for one season. He kn- yeah. they know he's going to Madrid for free next summer. But so I'd be fucking careful about that too. Yeah, yeah. Mbappe rip Mbappe all of us to shreds. Under Klopp. Oh. Yeah, I, I, no one is ready for that, especially not our freaking eighteen-year-old defenders. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's gonna, I think there's gonna be that kind of heartache, and but ultimately, what happens if a team, if a good team plays under a good system and is being coached well, they're gonna find a way to get the points that they need at the end of it all. Yeah, I, I think honestly, like my. My optimism says like a 13th to a 10th or something like that. I think we could easily eat something like that. Um, my dream and my hope that I know will never be achieved is Europe first season, baby. Let's go. Uh, I want I want to go straight to the moon. Boom. I put that one on me because I didn't tell him when I do this, it means we're stopping and yeah, I'm not going to stop when the kids on a roll, you we, know, you got to let him do what he does. We can't let that slide. Yeah. Dogecoin. Boom. That's what, 
Yeah. That's how yeah, we ended want, the first I want, segment. I want, I, I want, I want us to hit Europe, you know, like Dogecoin to the moon. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I want. That's, that's my hope. It's not going to be realized, but that's my hope. Hey, Sam, crypto is a really solid yeah. investment. We are in the middle of the silly season right now, which is essentially like crypto. Um, and uh, we want to take time to really kind of discuss what Burnley very specifically is doing but if we're going to talk about it you have to look back at we kind of said it very briefly but you bought 16 fucking players last year so it's like how much work really needs to be done when you essentially bought a whole new organization already yeah um in terms of transfers uh we are really really in the middle of it um brought jordan buyer uh Complete made his loan permanent from Borussia mm. Mönchengladbach. Um, we got Darrow O'Shea from West Brom. We made Michael Obafemi uh, permanent from Swans. Um, oh gosh, so many. We just we just signed Jacob Brun Larsen from Hoffenheim. Um, got Nathan Redman from Besiktas. Um, Luca Coliosho from. Oh, what's that? What was that team? Give me one second. I can tell you. You're already, doing better. You're already doing better than Nick. You're fine. Yes. <laughs> uh, from from Espanol. Um, big, 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 big signing. Um, Ziki Adam Amduni um, from Basel. We dropped club record fee on him. Um, 18 million. Um, mm-hmm. Also, James Trafford from Man City. I have no idea why we paid the fee we did for him. I mean, brilliant in the U21 euros. Um, kept, kept refer clean to him as Young match. Trafford. <laughs> young Trafford. Young Trafford yeah, scores at Old Trafford. Young, yeah, Young Trafford goes to Old Trafford and gets absolutely <laughs> obliterated. I feel so bad for the kid, too. I feel so, so bad. Every preseason match, he's had, like, the worst gaffes. Um, and... He's he's been given like he's he is the club's record signing. Yeah, uh, him and M Dooney, and so of course he's probably going to play. But the one, the one match, um, our keeper Mirich from last season played in. He played out of his skin, amazing. And there's no doubt in my mind that he should be starting uh, next season. Yeah, we we got some incredible players last season. Um, Manuel Benson uh, just scores for fun um, on the right side. Ana Sorori, Moroccan international. Um, we, and we just, we absolutely pillaged uh, Belgium. Um, Josh Cullen, former West Ham player, uh, we got last season as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we've just, we've been going on and on and on. I, I, I could keep going. Uh. Wow, Fox. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, from Westerloo, mm-hmm. Enoch Ajay, um, just there's a lot of fun names a, in there as well. Yeah. Was there any... Well, I mean, when it's my turn to do the drunken transfer window, I'm going to have fun with that this year. The yeah. Can't uh, say normal names. Yeah, yeah I know. John, John Smithy? That, that gives me a hard time <laughs> yeah, well, as well. well that, was, that was Burnley, though, right? Yeah. Like, it was all there. Ben me. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah. one syllable, one syllable names, right? Yep. Like, Ben me. All and, right, we got this. And English um, is fuck back in the day. <laughs> like, yes. big time. like, does he look, does, is he is he tall? Is he pasty? Does he have bad, yep, he's English. We signed yeah. him. That's who we're going to yeah. have. 
Now, um, how many, like, now you talked about the couple of loanees that you ended up making permanent. Were there any yeah. other loanees you had to return that were really kind of key players? Because that happens a lot in the championship. Uh, absolutely. Um, and there was big news today uh, about one of them. But um, two specifically, Ian Matson, who's been, who tore up the, uh, the Premier League Summer Series for Chelsea, just, he played out of his skin and now Pancatino is like, Oh yeah, maybe he's in our plans. We're a bit informed and stuff. So that was real sad. He played left back for us. Absolutely brilliant player. Um, Netherlands youth international. And then Mason Tella, baby, absolutely useless at Southampton. And when I say absolutely useless, absolutely useless. I mean, Southampton were absolutely useless. Yeah, they kind of were. Also Southampton. Southampton That's a symptom of of the club. Yeah, the yeah, f- most famous yeah. ever player is a flat earther. Is all you need to know about South Asian <laughs> yeah. football club. <laughs> fucking weird. You got him this That was brilliant. Matt Letizia is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was it? Who it's was Matt it? Letizia. Oh yeah, he's a flat earther. He's a fun follow on Twitter because he comes out with some fucking weird stuff. <laughs> Yeah, was strange. He was like anti-vax. Like he was a weird dude, man. I just started following uh, Joey Barton, who used to play for Burnley. Oh yeah. Oh, he's hysterical. That a, that's a wild follow on Twitter too, by the way. Um, and he, and he likes to go us. at people too. He, he does. Will have a scrap with them. Yeah, but he's also like all those conspiracy theories. It's like mm, he's like super into Tucker Carlson. Like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> besides the point. Besides the point. Um, Nathan Tell, 22 goal contributions. Um, the most I think he had in the Premier League was like three. Three, right? I think, yeah. Um, for Southampton. Uh, and um, the chairman's daughter, Ashlyn Pace, Burnley chairman's daughter, reached out to a bunch of um, Burnley media, like social media groups, and said, you know, today at 12 British time, we're going to make Tell a trend. Free Nathan Teller just all over the Twitter sphere. Um, and every journal journal, like every person is like, no, there's no bit. I don't know why this is happening. And then Alan Pace, wow. our chairman, like retweeted it. It was, it, 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 when I talk about silly season, like I have no earthly idea, but you think like, Oh yeah, well they must've done it. Every single person says we would know if this happened, this has not happened. What is going on? And if I was Southampton, I'd say there is no way I'm doing business with a club that's like going to make this campaign free Nathan Tella, put him behind bars and stuff. It it, it was not a good look. Well, it was, Southampton's probably also looking at it going, we're going to lose Ward Prowse. We're going to need somebody to contribute. Like he just well, did it. And he just did it in the 20, championship. Let's have him do it in the championship again. 22 goal contributions is nothing mm-hmm. to sniff at. No, absolutely. It's a monster. You just, you just hope for him, even if he does end up coming, you just hope that it's not because he was so poor before. You just hope that it's not like that David Nugent uh, kind of realm where good, but not good enough for the Premier League. Like, just right. can't do it in the Prem, but lights up the championship like it's going out of style. Right. You know, yeah, everything that, we were worried about Mitrovic, yeah, uh, of course. And then yeah. when he, you know, did what he did for the single season record and everything else, and this year scored 17 goals for Fulham, that was huge. It was like, now, okay, you finally fucking arrived. Right. Precisely. Um, and yeah. then he's going to take the money, I think. So, <laughs> and end one, up in Saudi. But one oh, final yeah, question. 
One final yeah. question for you, Brett, on this. It would be, um, what pieces do you really feel like you still need? I mean, it sounds like Tell is definitely a piece you want, for sure. Yeah, what else do you think you I need? I don't actually... I don't think we need Nathan Tella. Uh-huh. Um, we have we have brought in more wingers. We are like winger FC. I I think like eh, if I'm counting right, there's about we've brought in six wingers. And today uh, or yesterday, we agreed a fee for uh, another winger. Mm-hmm. So like so, I don't know why we need Nathan Tella. Um, we're set. We're set pretty much in striker with M. Dooney. I think without Veghorst, hopefully we can offload him. I didn't really want to talk about him, but you know he's a. Uh, I really don't like that that player. Anyway, besides the point, he's um, he's not what your team is now. He's, he he he's, was he was perfect for, for Manchester United. Need no, but, but he was a, but he was a really good clubhouse presence. Sam, come on, he's not <laughs> what anyone needs really. No, no, I can tell you what he. I can tell you what somebody needed. Dutch Andy Carroll. Was, he was what the Dutch needed to get to, to get the game well, tied against Argentina. That's for damn man? sure. This, this man like never heads a ball. Like never heads a goal. Yeah. Like ever. He he can't jump to save his life. He was. At, when he was when he was at Wolfsburg, he was a fox in the box, amazing. Scored only second to Lewandowski. Right, comes to Burnley. Dice thinks, oh, big six foot four striker. Yeah, kick him the ball, man. That can't that kid can't use his head for uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> point is, we also need a left back. There, I'm I'm really upset about Val Veghorst. Connor Roberts, also probably the shortest team team member uh, at Burnley got into a little spat with him got into almost yeah anyway it was beautiful back Connor whatever um little Burnley drama there for you both I hope you love that. That. Yeah. uh but yeah uh, no it's it's funny we think there's gonna be a fist fight any day and I think Connor Roberts the Welsh cat would just knock his socks off um but <laughs> well because that's uh, how tall he is that's the only place he could reach well, <laughs> actually, true. Bro. If he's Welsh, <laughs> he's, he he may be five. He's a hundred percent fucking mean. That's exactly oh, what yeah. he is that's when it, you're Welsh. Um, you know what you call a Welshman, sir? That's what you call yeah, a Welshman. No shit. <laughs> and especially if horse won't use his head. The, the, what you could do is go, "Hey, I'll show you how to use your head," and then just head him right, uh, headbutt him right in the cock, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right in the sack. Boom. We need we need a left back. Um, I don't understand why we are getting all of these wingers. I know he wants to play pep ball. Um, it also seems uh, that company is in love, in love with uh, center backs, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we keep getting rumors. But you, got, you, th- you think that he might be he might be thinking to change our position. No, it is, and he is. I he mean, is you, you might see something in somebody like, you know, Arsenal just bought Kai Havertz, yeah. played up front for Chelsea. We imagine him as a number eight. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. Huh. You know, um, hey, Henri, our could, greatest company. ever goal scorer, was a winger. Only had three goals for Juventus. Yeah. Arsene Wenger took a chance on him and put him uh, put him up front, running through the channels, and was fucking amazing, yeah. obviously. Uh, company is going to be you're, looking you're to do right. three center backs, and uh, all these wingers are going to play wing back. You know, I, no, I, 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 I say player so. manager. We bring we, that back. I want to see Vincent company in the fucking game again. <laughs> he, he, he played for Anderlecht. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was unreal. It's dope. Um, <laughs> Y'all but, don't know what you're doing. I just signed myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, we did switch uh, one of our center backs, Amin Al-Dakil. Um, mm-hmm. He was a dual Iranian Belgian player. 
Um, he now plays for the Belgian national team. He was a youth. Now that's he a, plays for the national team. It's a weird bit team. of sex tourism. Yeah, it is. <laughs> half Iranian, half Belgian. Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah it happens. I'm sure it's great. That uh, reminds me that you remember uh, the comedian Russell Peters, and mm-hmm. he did that at like, let's start mixing people that wouldn't normally mix. Mm-hmm. You remember that bit? Yes. He said a woman from Iceland, a guy from Cuba, and they'd have little ice cubes. <laughs> and, uh, that kind of shit. <laughs> I'm dying right now. That's beautiful. Fabulous. That's beautiful. It's on YouTube. Um, Find it. It's Russell Peters. Uh, the the bit's called mixing people that sh- that don't normally mix. I think it's fucking hysterical. Yeah, like you, Danish and Cuban. There uh, we yeah. go. We're, we're playing three at the back now. Yeah. Um, it's like we weren't in the champ, but now we are. And he's using center backs as wing backs and center midfielders and. God knows what. Oh, hey, by the way, just came out of left field, but we signed Andrus Towson. Wow. Look at that. Beautiful. <laughs> He'll spend weird, the entire yeah. season hurt for you like he did for us for two seasons. Um, yeah, that's great. So that is going to wrap it up, boys and girls. But, uh, Brett, what I want to do also, by the way, fantastic job. Thank you so much for helping out. Um, the The floor is yours. I want you to promote anything and everything that is Burnley in the States. Um, you know, where you can find supporters clubs, uh, American podcasts that talk specifically about your team, watch parties, charities that you guys do just, it is all Burnley, all you promote the shit out of it. Okay. So here's what I say. There are not any American, uh, Burnley only podcasts. We could change that. That could be a beautiful thing, but there aren't, uh, not yet. Um, but, uh, Turf Morehouse is a great podcast. Um, so, so is Turfcast. They're both uh, Burnley done, and um, they're excellent, excellent podcasts. Um, I would say the best way to get in contact with any Burnley supporters in America is North American Clarets. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find them on Facebook, find them on Twitter, or it's now known as X. I think you can find us now on Threads, um, mm-hmm. and you can find us on Instagram. Uh, yeah, so just North Nor Nor Am Clarets on those things, or North American Clarets mm-hmm. is a great way. Um, yeah, uh, and um, as far as charities go, um, really into that. Uh, BFC in the community is an excellent charity um, that's doing a lot of good work in Burnley in the area. It is a depressed part of England. Um, and Old I've Milltown. Actually, yeah, it makes sense it is, that it's depressed yeah, part. for it, sure. It, it, it is an old mill town. And so I've been, I've been in contact with the club and um, with the charity arm BFC in the community, as well as several pastors that do social ministry mm-hmm. in, in Burnley. And we're, we're trying to raise um, funds because uh, one out of every three kids in Burnley is living in poverty. Um, and Man. that's a real, that's a real shit shame. Stat. That yeah. sucks. That's a bad stat. That sucks. Um, that's not what you want to hear. No, it, it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's real sad. Uh, and so we're trying to, we're trying to mobilize some things stateside to, to make it better. Um, so be on the lookout for that. You can find me on socials at fade to foot. Um, and, uh, we are planning a North American clarets gathering in Burnley in England last game of the season, um, against Nottingham Forest. I will be there. Several other Wisconsin Clarets will be there, um, and we're hoping to get a big crew there. Hoping JJ Watt will be there too. We're trying to work with the clubs to make it happen. We've got some flags made, and uh, yeah, we're looking. I'm looking forward to my first game at the turf, and uh, it's going to be freaking wild. Can't we wait. Can't wait. We'll I'll have to have be- you on next year uh, to talk about it as well. Oh, absolutely, 100%. absolutely. 
Yeah, I would love that. I'm either going to be really depressed um, or really excited, but I think either way, it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a fantastic, uh, fantastic time. I I said it, I said it at the start of the show, say it again. I mean, you want to talk about a team that has made a complete change in culture and ownership and style of play and coaching and personnel. Like this team completely changed everything and it worked. Mm-hmm. Normally yeah. you do that and it fails miserably. Norm or it's or it's a long time to get that but, culture what's, established. What's good and, is the owners have stayed out of companies. What? Yeah. When you need to revamp an entire organization like that, you have to have an old school manager. Mm-hmm. They do fucking everything, and it seems like companies dove all in and relish that opportunity. And he's turned it into a fantastic place to play football. Yep. Now, uh, Mr. Graham. Uh, that's kind of parting words, but you have any other parting words for us as well? No, not really today. I don't think, yeah. um, everybody was pretty sound. So there wasn't anybody to call out. Yeah. Uh, really. Everybody um, was very well behaved at our uh, tailgate, which we're going to talk about next. Yeah, so that was pretty I, cool too. What I will yeah. say, um, before we leave, after you j- just mentioned all the charity work and everything that you're trying to do with the club and stuff is over the last, you know, six, seven years that, that Burnley has been in our ethos and in our, you know, kind of minds in general is um is when I see that town, when I see that that stadium, when uh, Sean Dice was up there with the earthworm guts around his lips and everything mm-hmm. else, the first thing I thought was they need Jesus. So well done, you're <laughs> you're doing the Lord's work, my friend. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, there we go. Spirit. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Absolutely. No, um, and and our moral parameter beautiful. is now more secured. Uh, us heathens here have gotten a little bit of Jesus in our life today. We're going to be all right. Yeah, no, you're good. You're Excellent. good. Right. I'm, uh, I, can, I can assure you of that. Again, thank yeah, you so you much. Uh, that's going to do it, everybody. Uh, be sure to uh, next week we're going to be doing our 20 for 20 show where we're going to be having 20 supporters. Brett's going to be back with it as well, doing uh, 20 supporters and 20 clubs and talking about the entire league as a preview, which is typically a utter complete shit show because your boy Mark does not understand what a mute button is. Our boy, Mel, Mark. And even though Mel, no, he's your boy when he doesn't know how to use a mute button. <laughs> and even Mel mutes him and then he somehow circumvents the mute button inadvertently. It's on, crazy. On the flip side, yeah. I got to give Brett uh, huge props. Professional. He mutes himself when he's not talking. Huh? I see you. Yeah, keep an I eye see on you, it. Brett. Keeping an eye on no. it. I love it. Try. I yeah. try. Game yeah. sees game there. I love it. I mean, he had to when the dog started fucking in the background. It was kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> and there we are, damned again. Uh, <laughs> be sure to uh, check out our link tree with everything that is pinned for um, for Drunkard United Football Show. And finally, if you want to support the show, check out our Patreon. Mr. Graham, how does one find our patreon it's patreon.com forward slash d football show uh you got one five dollar tier where you get all the extra content so make sure you check that out um as well as follow us on all the social medias uh the youtubes the everything so just make sure you're doing all that stuff and help support the show excellent till next week everybody good night born in the land of bowie maryland bred to be a fan of fucking everton put you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston! Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam! Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham! Stuff of a lord! Look straight in shorts! 
Hit the fucking new button!